Hey folks, here we are. It's Wednesday, another day in August. I think the August heat is showing up here in Western Pennsylvania. I know I was sitting on my back porch last night and the locusts that, that this time of year, that their sound was almost deafening uh, on my back porch last night. You know, these little ugly things called locusts that are show up in July and August and they make this outlandish mating call noise uh, that is out there. How you doing today? My name's Tom Young. I'm here for AnchorFM.com podcast called Money Shifts and Facebook Live at the Family Money Farm group. The group that you need to belong to, you need to tell people about because we are going to continue to inspire and grow the information on this podcast this Facebook Live and what we're doing. As we start every day, we start with prayers. We start with prayers for everybody, everybody around the world that has been affected by this China virus uh, as more and more information and and, uh, truth comes out about this thing and we start to understand what it really is and, and maybe we'll find out why, which is always my question, what is your why? Uh, and we will find out. So our prayers go out for everybody because I believe everybody in the world has been affected by this this virus, this pandemic. And I don't think it's going to go away soon. Uh, it is it is in my mind a planned event, and and therefore it it, it is going to continue to put pressure on the world for whatever the purposes or reasons were that it was created. So our prayers go out for everybody. We also pray for those who have lost loved ones during this period of time. We pray for the loved ones that have been lost. We pray for everyone who has been lost during this pandemic, that the Lord would gather them into his arms and take them to his heaven above, especially those that died alone in hospitals and nursing homes when they blocked and wouldn't let people visit. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless everybody. You know, as we get started today, I always like to start with my quotes. I have quotes today. I had this crazy book that I have read and, and, and follow uh, with all these quotes. And we're talking about Albert Einstein today. And, and the quote today, a little bit long, the important thing is not to stop questioning. Curiosity has its own reason for existing. One cannot help but be in awe when he contemplates the mysteries of eternity, of life, and the marvelous structure of reality. It is enough if one tries merely to comprehend a little of this mystery every day. Never lose a holy curiosity. Interesting stuff. Great comments, great quotes. We'll have more tomorrow and the next day as we go forward. I want to continue our journey discussing prosperity thinking versus poverty thinking. Uh, Kim Butler's new book, Perpetual Wealth. And and, uh, I want to talk about one section in here that I've come across in the early part of the book. Large or small family fortunes rarely last. 
it's interesting as I read this in my own understanding, you know, if we go back a hundred or more years where there was the Vanderbilts and the Morgans, the Carnegie's, uh, the Rockefellers, and, and all of these people that at the turn of the last century were, were mega rich, very wealthy people. And here we are a hundred years later and where are they at? The majority of the wealth that existed at that time has been squandered from generation to generation. And, and, and the big reason for that, Kim talks about it in her book. He says, future generations start again from scratch, earn, invest, and spend, earn, invest, spend. And so the cycle repeats unless it is broken. So it is a theory that, that I've heard for a long time in estate planning, as I've been trained in, that, that usually by the third generation, the wealth is gone. It's been dissipated and destroyed. The, the family money farm, the CFO project, Kim's book, Perpetual Wealth, we are all of a, of a group called Prosperity Economics Movement that our belief is in the proof that we have created, the mathematical proof that wealth should grow from generation to generation, but the ingredient that is missing from the past, we bring to the table and that is financial education that is verifiable. Typical financial planning simply tells you what to do and just turn all of your money over to the financial world and what they do is they take your money and they convince you that network just keep piling it up is the answer. And as you pile it up in investments, it goes up and it goes down and it goes up and it goes down. It, it, it is a roller coaster of emotions. And the problem with that roller coaster of emotions is we get fearful and, and we put the money in the market when it's high because we, we develop this fear of missing out on an opportunity. And then when we put it in when it's high, the market goes down and, and down and down. And all of a sudden fear kicks in again. And now we're afraid to lose our money. So we put it in the market at high and we take it out when it's low. That is an absolute losing strategy. But if you think about your history of investing, that is most likely what has transpired during your years of investing. And I see so many people that have followed that. It's why I use active money manager investing, which is different. I don't manage people's money. So I have active managers that manage the money. And, and in the last year, 12, 15 months, I have clients that have made 50 to 75% rate of return since the market's low in March of last year during the pandemic. But I'm not here to talk about investments. I have managers that do that. So what I want to talk about here is, is to solve any problem, you must diagnose it properly. And the truth about generational wealth is that regardless of the financial strategies a family uses, the challenge of wealth go far beyond money itself. It's just a pill prescribed from a doctor can't override a lifetime of poor diet. Lack of exercise and negative thinking 
Not even the best financial strategy will prevail in a family that cannot communicate about money and prepare beneficiaries for success. There are seven goals of family financing. And I'm going to talk briefly about them in our, our thing today, and we will continue this journey going on. The first one is create long-term safe and secure wealth. That falls in line with the goals of financial mastery coaching that I teach in the blueprint. Number one, you have to save a substantial amount of your annual income. The goal for most people is get to 20% of your gross annual income saving. Number two is accumulating 50% of your annual income in accessible cash. Now, it's going to take a while to do this. It doesn't just happen overnight. Family financing embraces a 150-year-old method that helps you grow wealth safely and steadily using a financial product that has already been helped generation after generation do just that. It is not intended to replace your financial and investment strategies, rather to serve as an important financial foundation. Number two, protect against loss and provide for your family in any circumstances. Well, that's why you want to have half of your annual income, at least six months of capital. So if you lost your job or anything severe happens, you have adequate reserves and capital and savings that you won't have to sell things unwarranted and take losses and do things that will eventually cost you a lot of money in the long run. Number three, cultivate long-term thinking and an enlightened view of wealth. We have to learn to view wealth differently. Wealth is just not an amount of net worth. Wealth is having money positioned that generates passive residual income the family financing method fosters an elevated big picture view of wealth. Number four, implement strategies for generational wealth creation. So when you leave a legacy behind, a legacy isn't just leaving money behind. A legacy is leaving knowledge behind, leaving the how-to behind for the next generation and hopefully you've trained them and educated them before you're passing. Number five, raise children and adults who are financially responsible, not entitled, they not to have an entitlement mentality. Most parents desire to be generous with their children, yet fear that gifts of wealth might not be used wisely or worse, may even cripple the child's independence. You know, money is not the, the bad, you know, the in the Bible, I'll hear people say, you know, money is evil. No, it's not. The love of money is evil. People with money can do great things. Poor people cannot help other poor people. It's the attitude, it's the six inches between your ears that comes together to talk about the value of money. Number six, use wealth to support the people and causes you care about. If you follow typical financial strategies, much of the inheritance intended for your loved ones will end up going to Uncle Sam. There are three sources or three places that money goes when a person dies. It goes to the government, it goes to corporations, then maybe it goes to your family. How do you want that to be? Wouldn't you want the family to be first? So it takes 
right thinking to make that happen. And number seven, create a legacy of more than money. You'll find ideas in Perpetual Wealth for best practices to transfer a generational legacy that goes far beyond dollars. You'll encourage you're encur- you'll be encouraged to define what's unique about your family. You'll find structures to help you share your stories, dreams, and unique contributions. We will continue this journey with more and more information as we go forward and go through this book this month. But it's really all about financial truth. It's how it really works. The CFO project, that was why I created that concept, the CFO project, to help people get right down to the very basics of understanding money. In my ebook, Financial Mastery Coaching the Blueprint, I talk about the CFO challenge and that's basically you get a little spiral notebook and for the next 90 days, 30 days at a time, you keep track of every dime you spend every day. So at the end of 30 days, you can give an accounting of where every penny of your money went. And you're going to do that a second month and a third month. And when you do this, you will have an awakening on what is wrong with your financial world. If, if you really want to, if you really want to get control of this and really want your future to be different. I really care about you. I pour everything in my life, my 45 years of history, go into what I do. The, the journey for the last 30 years of coming back from the edge of bankruptcy, and I did not file bankruptcy. I worked my way out. I paid every dime that I owed everybody. And boy, it was a journey, but it was a learning journey. And now I want to share those things that I learned with you to help you find a better way, if you want it. Why are you listening to me? Are you looking for a better way? I don't care whether you're in South Africa, the UK, Australia, or the US of A. These principles aren't any different in every free society. Principles never change. Strategies and things that we do along the way may change and adjust, but principles don't change. Get my new book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project. Get it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's out there. Any large bookseller has my book. Get Kim Butler's book, Perpetual Wealth. It's brand new. It, it really is a must-read book. Go to cfo-project.com. It's scrolling here on the bottom of the screen. There it is. Put in your name and email address and you'll instantly get a link and a download of my brand new book sent directly to you. God bless. We'll see you here tomorrow at 12 noon again and we will continue our journey of finding out about prosperity thinking. God bless.